It turns out we do like Mondays. Hello, it's Neil here. Just want to tell you about my new podcast. Beautiful pull down by Birkin! Oh, what a goal! It's All Qatar to Me is the new daily podcast all about the funny side of the 2022 World Cup. And volley in, and it's there by David Platt! If you enjoyed It's All Euro 2020 to Me, and you want to hear more of me and Statman Wes and special guest, The King, then this is the podcast for you. To listen, just search for It's All Qatar To Me in your podcast app and press the follow button to get a new episode every day throughout the tournament. It's a great run by Michael Owen and he might finish it off. Oh, it's a wonderful goal! Welcome aboard. Hello, I'm Charles and welcome to It's All Qatar To Me. Neil isn't well, poor boy. So I've stepped in to take the reins, just like the good old days of the Euros way back when, uh, with me to go through Monday's games and preview tomorrow's British derby, our Statman Wes and the king himself, Adrian. Hello, boys. How are Evening. you? Evening, Mr. Charles. Good to have you on the pod, mate. Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I will say straight off, I've been listening. Good. good effort. Good effort. Second week now of the World Cup. Well into it. Seeing as it started on, was it a Friday? I think it started on or Sunday. Sunday. Was it Sunday, Sunday? Yeah. Sunday, right. yeah. So we are. We're, we're just about into the second full week. Then um, you guys are off work. Yeah. Yeah. Properly doing it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm off until Monday. So, um, like I said before, see how see how it goes and see how <laughs> see how ill I feel on Monday. I, I'm, um, yeah, I'm <laughs> off for the whole thing. I've got all four weeks off. So. Wow. So. Yeah, although I think that that that's the halfway point now, isn't it? That game that's just been on. Um, so I don't know if I can watch that many football games again. At least we've got, <laughs> least we've got three weeks to do it rather than a week, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, this is it, right? My first question: Are you are you guys still enjoying it? I am. I think today's been a really, really good day of football. I think um, all of the games have, have had a bit of something to talk about. They've been fairly interesting. Um, I think probably from the point where maybe the second round of group games has got better because I think a lot of teams for the first week are looking at it and going, actually, we don't want to lose our first game. Yeah. So probably being a little bit more reserved where actually people need stuff as they go into the second week. So it's meant the games are a bit more open, more goals, more action, which is always a, an easier watch. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it, it's one of those though because I, I was really excited after the first round of games because England did really well and smashed Iran. Yeah. And then after the second week of games, I was like, oh, this is shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah England did the, the complete opposite of what they should have done. So everyone else was like being conservative and they, they were like, second week will just be conservative. So, Oh dear, brilliant. Um, obviously, uh, the pods have not been around over the weekend. So um, let's try and round it all up. Favourite game or, or a moment from the weekend's games, boys? Anything stand out for you, Wes? Well, I mean, the... The obvious one was the Morocco beating um, Belgium mm. yesterday. That was it was a cracking game, and, and I mean Belgium looked like it's coming to the end of their generation. And, and I wasn't impressed with them against Car- uh, Canada. Um, and it's a Cardiff then. That was <laughs> would have been would have been a really really big mismatch. But yeah, no, I wasn't impressed against Canada. And then and then, yeah, they were awful against Morocco. But I thought Morocco were really good as well. So yeah, that was that was my highlight of the weekend. I think. I saw Kevin De Bruyne saying that they weren't going to win it because they were too old, which I think is very 
that's the attitude to have, right? <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Right, imagine. Imagine if at any point. So let's go back to, because you know, obviously everyone calls this Belgium team, don't they? they? They liken it to England's golden generation, you know, back to when we had Skulls and Beckham and Gerard and Lampard and how we wasted all of that opportunity. They liken this Belgium side to that. I think maybe probably English people like to do it because we like to make ourselves feel slightly better. Uh, that it isn't just us. But imagine if one of them had come out and said that. Yeah. The sun would have had an aneurysm. It was I true. Think... We, we did get to a point where that was the case when we didn't qualify in 2008. Mm. And it was like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe this isn't this isn't our golden generation. And they made a semi-final. Let's not forget, four years ago, they were in the semi-final. So. And four years is a long time in football, right? Yeah, and I think you look at the, you look at their squad, and they're probably yeah. They're, 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 I think the point of although he probably shouldn't have come out and said it, he's right. I think you look that that I think their chance to win a big tournament has probably been over the last maybe four to six years. Um, you've got the likes of Eden Hazard, you've got the likes of um, Vertonghen, people that are aging and not at their best. I think they've probably gone past it. So I think for that, yeah, definitely for them, it's going to be a a real bit a rebuilding job, if anything. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I, I can't see Martinez staying in the job after this uh, World Cup, though, with that performance. Um, Canada, you've mentioned them, Wes, so I'll, I'll mention them again. Uh, not Cardiff, Canada, uh, <laughs> out of the World Cup, just like Cardiff, to be fair. We're never so, in it. Yep. <laughs> so Park Canada are out. In it. <laughs> uh, they're out. They're gone. But play with a lot of heart. And I'm very, I, I was, I was very happy to see them score their goal. Yeah, I think if they'd gone out and not scored a goal, I think you'd, you'd feel sorry for them because they've actually not played that badly. Um, against Belgium, they were very much in the game for quite a lot of it. Um, and so, yeah, they lost, obviously lost to Croatia. But yeah, it was good to see them at least get on the score sheet. It was, a, it was Alfonso Davis that scored as well, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So, good I, player. Again, I, particular, I can't remember which Croatian player it was, but I, I presume you saw that what the, the, the Canadian manager had said after the game that they'd lost... <laughs> <laughs> in the first group stage match. Yeah, they, they, they uh, were wanting some blood after. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. wanted some blood after that, didn't they? And I thought Croatia, it, it, it woke them up, didn't it? I think they were a bit lacklustre in the first game. And mm. then that really woke them up as well. And, and I, I was really impressed with, with um, Croatia, actually. Um, but, you know, it's all about perspective, isn't it? Because Canada scored their first ever World Cup goal. You know, if you'd have offered that four years ago, they'd have bit your hand off, so... Yeah, you're right. In fairness, you're you're absolutely right. Um, Sunday as well. I, the, the big shock was Japan losing to Costa yeah, Rica. Yeah, Costa Rica. Costa Rica in the in the first game were dreadful. Yeah, they obviously got spanked by Spain, didn't they? Seven nil, and they looked they they looked like they were not an international team, and so they looked like a Sunday League team. So then Japan, who had such a good result against um, Germany. To then come out and lose to Costa Rica, I bet they're kicking themselves because that should technically have been them through to the knockout stage and probably topping their group. I think the worst bit of it is the goal that they concede. It's yeah. so, it's so poor. It's yeah. just, and I, I feel a bit sorry for the goalkeeper in that situation because essentially he needs to be about a foot taller and yeah. have have stronger arms. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair, fairly big part of being a goalkeeper as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> you just it, like that, just going, have you literally just gone and picked somebody off the street <laughs> to go and goal? <laughs> somebody literally went, you know, it's like at school, isn't it? Nobody wanted to be in net. 
any ever. Nobody wants it, and it would just be like, uh, "You go in." No, we don't yeah. like you. You go in. Yeah, and you're then, not very good. Get gone. And then it's all your fault when it goes wrong as well. That's the I, worst bit of it. So I did exactly what that Japanese goalkeeper did in this in a Sunday league game once I was playing a goal, and I got enough on it, and I thought, "Yes, I've saved that," and it went in the top corner. It's gutting. You turn around and it's gone in, and you're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> oh, as if because he, I think he, you know, just he probably thought I've done enough there, yeah. and then a millisecond later, it's in the back of the net. It's weird though because he he got quite a lot of it. His hands on the ball. It's not like he just you know didn't quite reach it. It literally hits. I would say the the sort of the the bottom of these hands, yeah. and he still doesn't get enough on it to stop it going it almost like his hands collapse and the ball just goes through it's so disappointing and then of course that set up Spain against Germany later on in the day that was, where a, that was a cracking game really, really, good, really game. good game but I guess we we're all you know we were all Spain right oh god yeah I would have loved to have seen Germany lose their first two and then that's it they're done <laughs> they're done but um I suppose they've still got a lot to do right there what they, they say everyone else has got a win in their group apart from then they're still only on one point so yeah but they've um, only got a, they've got a win and, and Spain win or, yeah and they've got to play Costa Rica right yeah no yeah so they've got to play Costa Rica so yeah, yeah. either Japan or Spain have got a win um, so both can't go through so effectively all they need to do is beat Costa Rica they're not it's not dire straits for them yet I think they should, they'll be expected to win that game right yeah I, I'd have thought so and then, and then really the only other the games on Saturday, uh, Saturday for me, I don't know about you guys, but Saturday for me was the the forgettable day so far when it really yeah. shouldn't have been. Argentina-Mexico no should have been a massive game. Yeah, and Mexico just didn't turn up. No. They just weren't in the game at all. And I think, I mean, even kind of the Poland-Saudi Arabia game, you're hoping that Saudis after the first round would come out fighting, but they, once again, they just never turned up. Um and they were ripped apart. And then obviously, yeah, the France France beat Denmark and Australia beat Tunisia. So no crazy shocks. Um, so it was a very, although there was goals, it was it was a very average day. Do you think maybe because of the, these teams that had the big results in the first round of games, do you think the surprises that they caused made the rest of the teams in their groups just sort of go, oh, actually... We need to take this a bit seriously and make sure we don't slip up. I think because so, and I think you look at you look at Saudi Arabia in particular. I think them beating Argentina was obviously huge, mm. and I think it's probably some of that as well. You look at the players, and they've probably taken quite a lot of out of them. For them, that's probably their World Cup, right? That's the yeah. biggest moment they've, they've ever had. I don't know how much you guys put into the, how much stock you put into XG, but if you look at the XG of the Argentina Saudi Arabia game, it's like it, I think it was three for Argentina 3.8 mm. I think it was and it was less than half a, a goal for for Saudi Arabia they, they just it, you know it was one of those fluke games almost mm. where you know nine times out of ten that ends 3-1 or 3-0 to to Argentina but I, I, yeah I think a lot was made of that Saudi Arabia um win rather than performance so, you know they, they had a great 10 minutes in the World Cup so far yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's about it, actually. I think 10 minutes of glory and uh, and doors coming off walls, which is yep. still it's still the best thing that's happened in this World Cup. It really is. I, I love that's that. a way to celebrate. That's a it way really to celebrate. Is. 
Imagine you doing that down the pub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that'd be really... right. Let's go on to Monday's games then, because um, there weren't any other shocks. I mean, it, uh, a special shout out to Australia just because they're Australian and shouldn't know how to play soccer, as they would call it. Uh, how dare they? Um, let's come on today's games, and it was a bit of a. Well, it started off amazingly well. It was there were ding just, dongs yeah. everywhere. Yeah. The first two games were were actual ding dongs, bona fide, genuine ding dongs. Ding dongs uh, everywhere. The the three all draw is my game in the tournament so far. Um, so I thought Serbia were were really impressive, and when they were three one up, they should have just shut up shop. And then Abubakar just went mental and started, <laughs> started doing brilliant stuff. <laughs> I, I his face, that. his face when <laughs> you saw it, you obviously just meant to dink it over the keeper and he scooped it and you just saw for a second he went, oh no. <laughs> it, it went in, but you could see that's definitely not what he was trying. The thing is, like Serbia tried doing it like five minutes earlier. I don't know if you remember, yeah. but they scooped it and it went over the bar and it was like, oh, mm-hmm. they've scooped it. And then he did that and he clearly <laughs> just went, I'll just, I'll do it then. And then... <laughs> Yeah, you, there's no way he thinks he's onside there. He he, not, he thinks he's off. Well, you can yeah. see the celebration at the end wasn't crazy, was it? It was just a, a kind of a, a bit subdued. I think he probably thought he was offside, and then obviously then when when well, it yeah, get awarded, that's it, isn't it? Because he scores the goal and he doesn't celebrate at all. Yeah. He literally just turns around as if to basically get back into position to restart yeah. the game from the free kick for the offside. And then obviously VAR go and look at it and they they see that he is clearly onside and he then breaks out a little bit of a dance yeah. i enjoy it i love it i yeah. mean this is the thing though you had 1990 roger miller this is going to be the abubakar scoop world cup <laughs> oh, this will, yeah this will be the goal of the world cup yeah okay i'll agree i think it was um yeah it was a, i mean it was a great game wasn't it because when you know when cameroon won, won the lap it was they all flooded the, the bench and, and went onto the field and then Serbia scored and they did the same thing. It felt like a bit of a grudge match after a little while. And then, and then yeah, what fair play to Cameroon. Not many teams would have come back after being 3-1 down and just a Bubakar. He's not even that kind of player. He's, he's normally a bit of a target man kind of player, but both of the second and third goals were, were him breaking the offside trap and, and getting behind him. It was. It was a cracking watch, to be fair. The fact that you know, Serbia go three one up, as you say, they, they, that should be game over. It really should be. But just a couple of moments of just sheer magic, really, and and pace just threw it all open again. And to be fair, both both teams had chances to win it. It it really yeah. could have ended yeah, up four yeah, three. You wouldn't yeah, have complained. Yeah. Uh, they, they definitely. You looked at it. And they probably was more goals in there. But yeah, better finishing. I think probably would have. Especially from Mitrovic. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say it now. He missed a hat four chances before when it was still nil-nil. Yeah. You're looking at it and you just think to yourself, no wonder you play for Fulham. Crikey. <laughs> it, there was one where it kind of he scored like, around. He scored, yeah, he just, he just smashed it. But he, like, I think he scored 45 goals for Fulham last season, the championship. You think, <laughs> you think he'd be able to, like some of those chances, I think I probably could have scored. Um, and that's saying a lot, but yeah. He got, he got he got a goal there, didn't he? I think that's his first World Cup goal as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, these are yeah. the little stories that are coming out, aren't they? There's there, there's a few of them that have got you know a first World Cup uh, World Cup goal. Obviously, we had um, what I'm, I'm just going to say, what's his face because his name's gone out of my head. Polish striker, 
Lewandowski. Lewandowski, thank you very much. Obviously, his first World Cup goal mm. over the weekend. We've now had this one for Mitrovic. These little stories are what really underpin a nice tournament and make it what it is. Because it's not just about watching the football 24-7, which is what it feels like at the moment. But you also get these nice little tiny swords. And in a way, you kind of go, with Lewandowski, it was really good to see him get that first goal. You like the fact that he'd managed to get it. Whereas if it had been Ronaldo <laughs> and yeah. he'd not scored at any World Cup, you know, over the, what is it, five now he's been to and he's scored in, which is obviously his own little bit of history. But imagine he'd been to five World Cups and still hadn't scored a goal. We'd all be going, don't score, don't score. Whatever you do, don't <laughs> score. Because it would be funny. One of the greatest players of a generation didn't get, a goal at a world. It's, a, it's almost on a par with Messi never winning a World Cup, and therefore that's why he can't be the best player ever in the world. Yet, yet. Well, that's it exactly. <laughs> yet, um, I, I do like these little ones though. Uh, and then of course we had another ding dong: South Korea, Ghana. That was a bit end to end. I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, it was a great game. I was a bit disappointed. I was watching the highlights of it back, and I was going, "Oh, headed goal." Oh, another headed goal. <laughs> Disappointed at the end that it wasn't the header to win it. I'll be honest. If it had been a if it had been a ding dong of headers, that would have been amazing. I, I really like that Mohamed Kudus. I've not watched him before the World Cup. He's brilliant. He's been he's, brilliant. He's superb. Yeah. Really big fan of him. Um but I thought Ghana deserved the win. They were the they were the better team for most of it. It was it was another one of those crazy situations where South Korea were good for ten minutes and scored two goals and then Maybe that's going to be the theme of the World Cup as well. But um, yeah, that, that, did you hear the commentators talking about the guy that scored the two goals for Korea? No. So he was on like a, a reality TV show in South Korea. Do you remember like Wayne Rudy's school of football? Oh, yeah. It was called where they picked a player and then he ended up playing like non-league football for a few years. Yeah. So he was on a, a game show like that and then ended up getting a... a contract with a, a Korean team and now he's scoring goals for the national team. Wow. That's a journey that is. That's that's incredible. I mean that's that's a bit like I don't know whether you got how much you guys know about League Two football because I obviously know that you're not um you know Northampton you had fans a lad, like the rest of us. Yeah you had a lad from hashtag United or something. Yeah we had yeah Scott Pollock who was at hashtag United but I, I'm I'm going to Crawley Town recently uh, i don't know whether you heard about this they, oh, they they've had, had two youtubers haven't they? two Brothers. youtubers the side men or whatever they're called yeah um you can tell i'm hip and with it uh, <laughs> and uh yeah they, they had them on trial and they were going to potentially play them in the fa cup it's um they got a lot of stick for that kind of thing whereas i, I don't know where is, is this us just being like oh it's it's all right for south korea to do that but if if, if an england player had been found in that way yeah. If he was if he was coming on and scoring two goals in a World Cup, he would be different. He might be come from yeah. the Alex. They're saying as well he scored six goals in his last four games in Korea as well. So oh, like, wow. he is scoring goals for fun in the league. I, I suppose the nearest thing we've got to it is Jamie Vardy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I suppose it it, it can happen. It's disappointing, isn't it, that that we had to mention <laughs> Jamie Vardy on this podcast? Well done. <laughs> 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 but I mean, Jamie Vardy's story is incredible. Like, you, you shouldn't be able to fall down that far and, and come all the way back up. And True. Play in the Euro. I don't don't think he played in the World Cup, did he? You ended up playing in the Euros. Um, 
it's still an amazing story. But yeah, I suppose it's a similar kind of story to, to this uh, to this guy. And he, apparently, he's still quite young. So hopefully, he'll have a, a long career. He looks good enough. He, 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 the second goal he took was brilliant. Yeah, I, I will say that they are very, very well taken goal. And weren't they scored within like two minutes of each other as well? It's very close together. They were, yeah, they were pretty close. I think weren't they? It's yeah. always it's always nice when that kind of thing happens. I know I know Ghana went on to win it, but the fact that they were two 0 up and then for South Korea to get back into it after, as you say, like a couple of minutes of madness from them, the, the how gutting it is to then go and lose the game after that. It must be absolutely horrible. But at the end of the game, because it it was our referee, Anthony Taylor, who referees yeah. in the Premier League, so we know how good he is. Right, um, <laughs> I'm just like looking at it and I'm going, so he blows for full time, having given South Korea a corner, but doesn't allow them to take it. And obviously, South Korea are not very happy about this and they want, the corner to basically be taken as if as if Anthony <laughs> Taylor's going to go. Yeah, all right, lads. Just one corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, lads. There you go. I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, and instead, uh, the, the manager Paolo Bento gets sent off. What thoughts on this, guys? I mean, do you think he should have just let them take the corner? I think that's yeah. I think it, it's kind of it's an un, well, I don't know if it's an actual written rule, but it's an unwritten rule that you you, you wouldn't do that during a corner, right? If it, if they manage to clear it, then yeah, fair enough, blow. But. But yeah, I think if you award the corner, at least let them take it. I'm on the fence about it. I'm on the fence because if it, you know, there's, there's an argument for everything. Oh, if it went out for a throw-in, it doesn't matter, does it? It's, the ball's out of play. The time's done. What does it matter? Like they haven't scored from any other corners they've taken that day. But from a footballing point of view, I think it would be good to see them take it, even if it came to nothing. I think they can't take normally- away. It they takes away that argument. Do it, don't they? Yeah, they normally yeah. do it when, when the ball's been cleared from, from the corner. Yeah. They'll, they'll yeah. Them. Well, this is it, isn't it? If that had gone out for a goal kick, he'd have let the goalkeeper take the goal kick and while the ball's in the air, blown, it, for, yeah. blown, yeah. blown for full time. So why not? I mean, I, su- I suppose then that's the thing. Could he have blown for full time while the ball was in the air coming from the corner? <laughs> that would have been even worse. <laughs> Especially if someone headed it in as well. Yeah. Proper shithousery, yeah. that one yeah. would have been. That would be brilliant. I love it. I like the bit where he sent the re- sent that um, coach off Bento, mm. and then Bento continued screaming in his face for like five minutes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was just like, "Can you leave? Like, <laughs> you've been enough. You've made your point. Go. Can't send like- you off again." <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to see it though. Like maybe like Anthony Taylor just goes, "No, no you know what? Have another red card and just <laughs> another red card and another red card." <laughs> The thing just, is, like, like he's got a coach against, um, he's got a coach against Portugal next, right? That's is that mm-hmm. their next game, um, and he's Portuguese, isn't he? Yeah, and, and he was in the Portugal side that kind of got screwed over in two thousand two, um, by by dodgy referee calls against South Korea. So it's, <laughs> I bet he's happy that he's not allowed on the touchline. He's probably also just sort of just going like that, going. It's all what he, he's, but he's basically the only, you know, person that went and bought a Why Always Me T-shirt off Mario Balotelli. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was wearing it underneath at the time, and he just Anti Taylor didn't give him the chance to get it out. Um, Brazil won Switzerland nil. Bit it. I don't know what's going on with Brazil. I thought that they were going to be like amazing. You know, like. People lord over like the Brazil of the 70s, don't they? And how good they were. And there's no denying that at all. One of the greatest teams ever. 
we always want Brazil to be that team, don't we? Even as they're just, you know, the, the, I mean, Brazil of old time are just a pleasure to watch. Like they're passing. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way they moved the ball around the goals that they scored. And I think people still expect expect that. But I think the players are a little bit different and and football's changed. And I think in their first game, they were very good. They were still very good. I think once they broke Serbia down, got their first goal and it opened up a little bit, they they, they ripped them to shreds. And I think they just seemed to take their foot off the gas a little bit um, today. And I think there was no... Obviously, they won and they did what they needed. Obviously, they're through to the to the knockout stage, and I think they did the job. But it wasn't it wasn't a a, a standard Brazil, Brazil performance. No, they, they reminded me of England. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, they were almost. Well, they're copy. not going to like that in Rio de Janeiro, are they? <laughs> but but, but mentality wise, it, it seemed very similar. They, you know, they went out in the first game, did absolutely brilliantly, and then second game, they seemed to just not be bothered by it too much. Yeah. And then ultimately, I mean, they got the goal that England couldn't get. But yeah, it's, they they were very, very poor, weren't they, for for them? And I think yeah, maybe there was a bit of oh, Neymar's not playing. We haven't got a bit that bit of magic, but um, they've got some talent in that side. I, I was a bit surprised that, that they yeah. they didn't have yeah, you know, especially Vinicius Junior. He's he's like he's, you know, he's a really good player, but he just didn't really do anything. I mean, I know we got the offside goal, um, but you know. Could have just, you know, just yeah, it could have done more for me. Yeah, I think that's a uh, that's fair. I, I don't know what it is about them. I mean, it's great to see Richarlison being so good in comparison to what he is like in the Premier League most weeks. But it's it's a strange Brazil. I think the best bit. Did you see Neymar went in in the crowd to watch the game with the Brazil fans and just got mugged? No, that was that's the look like. Oh, is that the lookalike? That's the lookalike. Yeah, Neymar no. was Neymar wasn't there. Oh, yeah, no. I'm gutted Just... to have fallen for some sort of ridiculous <laughs> foe. This is ridiculous. All right, Neil, you can have your job back. <laughs> I just love the idea of injured players just being in the crowd with the fans. <laughs> yeah. You see, I love that because that, that, that's what happens at proper football, boys. You go and watch proper football at League Two level and that's injured, yeah, injured, that's it. injured players come into the crowd and, and just Michael sit Carrick there. Was Michael Carrick quite often sat in the United end before he got the job at Borough. So, yeah, we get at United sometimes. Do you ever sit in the, uh, in the stands at Old Trafford, Wes? Just I, haven't, I haven't for a long time. No. There you go. Just one. Yeah. Carrying on. Uh, I won't. So my, get, I won't. I'm, I refuse to give the Glazers any money. I won't get. Oh, uh, okay. Money. We won't go any further into I that. I haven't gone for a few years because of the Glazers. Portugal to Uruguay nil. Um, this game was uh, just justice for Bruno. Thank God he gets the credit he deserves for that goal because Ronaldo does not touch that ball. No. Miles away. I loved how much Ronaldo tried to claim it. It's that's the telltale sign that you know a player hasn't touched the ball, right? When it goes in. They but that's claim just Ronaldo it. as well, isn't it? It's just he's always got to be the centre of attention. The guy's just a massive douche. He didn't he didn't do his celebration. That's how you know he didn't score. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he didn't. And he did look you could see it in his face, I think, mm. that he knew he hadn't touched but it. But he still tried he still tried to claim it, and that's what yeah. he's just like just he's, he tried doing a Shearer celebration, didn't he? Yeah. One arm in the yeah, air, run off. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I love the thought of him going, oh, I'm just going to, this is what we should have, right? Is that, and I've always said that, you remember how, was it a Euro 96 or World Cup 98? I can't remember which one. The England players got songs into their interviews 
um, yes. afterwards. I, I think what they should do is for their celebrations, not necessarily England, but let's just pick a, a any team. They should just decide that they're all going to recreate famous celebrations throughout the years. What so one? when they score, they'll what do. I don't know. Someone will do the baby. The baby. Yep. Yeah. Um, what was what that was the fishing South Africa one? one? Do you remember the South oh. Africa? One? I'm doing oh, it. Did that little dance, didn't they? Yeah, I was doing it, but I was yeah. just a podcast. Yeah. Can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> It was good, Wes. Yeah, that's I'm, sure it was exa- I'm sure it was exactly the same as well. Was, you've, got, you've, got that, you've got that rhythm. It's I'm a face of Macarena with a bit of a car movement. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but yeah, I think that would be a really good thing for, for a team, to, especially a team that, that might score, you know, be expected to score a few goals like England are, I think, at the moment. It'd be um, nice if they, might if not they do recreate Gazza's tomorrow. Oh, oh, yeah, the bottom of the yeah. Home yeah. Nations game. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be the first time the Home Nations have played to each other at the World Cup. Ooh. I saw, um, I saw uh, Gareth Southgate's press conference today and there was uh, an American um, journalist who asked him the question, can you try and explain to me the Wales-England um, rivalry? <laughs> because from the outside, it doesn't. I don't really understand it. And Gareth Southgate went... Well, Wales are here and England are right next to them. <laughs> it's, just like, it's not that difficult to understand. Oh, brilliant. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, very quickly, before we talk about Wales-England, uh, the penalty in the Portugal game that was given, I just want your, your take on it and this whether is, it was handball or not. And this is the thing with VAR. There's been uh, probably three or four separate occasions, th- even throughout this tournament, where that exact same thing has happened. And the penalty's not been given. And it's that inconsistency that is the problem with VAR. It's not a penalty. He had no chance to get his hand out of the way. He was to, he put his hand down as he was falling over and it's hit his hand. It's never a penalty. And how this has been given and the 10 before it haven't, it's just, yeah, mind-blowing. I've seen it. Somebody said to me on a WhatsApp group um, when it happened that because the... VAR official is from Qatar. The referee was never going to go against the home nation's refereeing team, and that's why he gives he gives the penalty. They, did, they didn't give him a choice, did they? He didn't go to the screen or anything. He, just, he did go to the screen. He, he went, went to the screen, screen and watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could kind of see that he doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I, I say that he doesn't seem like he wants to give it when. A lot of the time, referees go and look at the screen, they make the decision, and then they run back onto the pitch and they do a very flamboyant blowing yep. of their whistle and, <laughs> and point at the penalty spot like it's like some sort of vicious doll that he wants to point out to the world. This time, he, he kind of walks calmly back onto the pitch, which makes you think, oh no, he's just going to give the corner and it's just going to carry on. Yeah. And someone, one of the Uruguay players, might have been Suarez, I can't remember who it was, gets in his face. And it's almost like at that moment, he kind of goes, no, actually, sod you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. This is where I think being able to hear the conversation between the VAR officials and the referee would make this so much easier because you get to understand their thinking behind it. And this is why it's worked in rugby for what God knows how many years they've mm. been doing it. And this is the reason why, because you can hear what the referee and the VAR are discussing. I think they even do it in cricket when they're doing the, kind of the checks. That's the... exactly what it needs in, in football. We need to be able to hear. Because then I think if, like, for instance, the penalty today, if if there's an explanation why they're giving it or why they think it's a penalty, that then takes out all the questions that people have got to say, actually, well, 
why is it given? Why is that one given and not another one? Yeah, I, think I, that... get, I get that. But the problem is, is in football, the referees don't even talk to the players. You could yeah. see on that particular occasion, all the Uruguay players, including the one that you know was involved in the handball <laughs> incident, go to the referee and say, well, what do you want me to do? And all the referee does is stand there and just ignores them and basically yeah. doesn't say anything. And you're just a bit like, well, if he's not going to speak to the players... They're not going to speak to anybody else, and no. therefore they're never going to agree to put a microphone and and actually let the world hear what their thought process is, because they mm. won't even tell the people that are on the pitch that they're supposed to be in charge of, and that's yeah. that's really the issue that needs sorting out. I don't really care if I don't get to hear it myself. I want the players to understand it because that would make a lot more sense if the referee turned around and went, "Look, boys." <laughs> in Uruguay or whatever they speak Portuguese, is it in Uruguay? <laughs> yeah, um, Spanish, yeah. Uh, you know, look, boys, it's handball because he's touched it with his hand. Yeah. That's the rule. Yeah. That's the rule. That's the interpretation I'm going with. You can't deny that you didn't touch it. You can say that you were falling down, blah, 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 blah. I've looked at it. I've seen you handball it. I'm giving a penalty. They might disagree with it, but at least at that point, they kind of go, okay, at least yeah. you've given me a reason yeah. for it. Yeah, or, or Suarez will bite his hand off or something. <laughs> uh, I think the commentators, I don't know if they, they are in the World Cup, but certainly in the Premier League, the, the commentators can hear what the, the VAR is saying to the ref. Can they? Yeah. I thought they could just see that on their screen that there was going to be a check. No, they, the what they were checking they can, it for. They can hear it. I don't know whether they, because uh, they, they sometimes explain it, but they don't always explain right. it. Sometimes right. you'll, hear, you'll hear him say something like, oh, he's saying because of this. Um. But that'll be fine. Just, you know, let the commentators hear it. Yeah. yeah. That's good enough, isn't it? As long as they can get the point across, we're always going to be told. I think Andros Townsend's been brilliant on commentary because he tells it, he actually says what's going on. And, and during, I think it was he was on the Serbia game today and he was saying how referees, as soon as you get anywhere near him, they're just like, go, no, no, go out of my space. They, they won't yeah. let you talk to them at all. Yeah. Um, and there just needs to be, I think if, if referees respect players a bit more, maybe they'd be a, a get a bit more respect back from the players. Oh, it works both ways, though. That's the issue, yeah. and that's what players will say. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've never played football at any level whatsoever, but, you know, I would look at it, and the thing that winds me up is the injustice or the feeling of injustice that you get when situations go against you. When you look back at them, and you can see quite rightly that it was the wrong decision that's made, the very fact that you're not, you're simply not allowed to argue your case or put it across at least... Just, just winds you up even more. So the respect thing, I, I, I get it completely and I agree. It, there needs to be respect, you know, both ways, referees to players and vice versa. But referees always come across to me as kind of like the untouchable, I'm right, you're wrong, you can't do anything, it's, me, it's my ball and if you don't like it, I'm going home kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And they, they put themselves on this, this pedestal, I think, sometimes, and they're, they're like the most important people in the room, and it's just not true. Yeah, you've got to be a special kind of arsehole to be a referee, haven't you? I think so, definitely, and uh, I say that with pride. Uh, Wales versus England. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do tomorrow because there's literally there's a game at one and then there's a game at seven. Three. What am I going to film? Sorry, a game at three and a game at seven. I don't know what I'm going to fill my time up I, with. I've, I've got a new stand mixer, so I'm going to make some bread. Nice. That's, yeah, that's nice. That I, I made brownies today during, in between the uh, Serbia and the 
the third game. Um, nice. Yeah, they're very good brownies. So mm. yeah, I've, I've, everything's in the dishwasher. The dishwasher's on. Bread tomorrow. That's what I'm going to roll. Brilliant. Nice. Um, I enjoyed that segue. Um, <laughs> that was good. Uh, suggestion. Can you record one while watching the other and then watch it back in the middle, you know, in the downtime? Oh, yeah, I suppose there would be. Or yeah. is there enough time? It's, we've got so it's three till two five. Hours. And then, yeah, two hours. So, yeah, you could. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think you unless, there's, unless there's 25 minutes of extra time yeah. again. Um, are you, you're not going to double screen? I'm double screen, I think. I'm gonna bring that, that seems like a lot of work. Um, and I don't think particularly, I mean, the first two games, you've got Ecuador, Senegal versus, um, and then you've got Netherlands, Qatar, neither of those games are overly exciting. And I don't think I'll probably take the boredom of watching both of them at the same time. Um, so I'll probably pick one, um, and go with that. I think and I'm going to uh, one game on the laptop, one game on the tele yeah. tomorrow, I think. And then for the seven o'clock game, I'll probably watch it around USA, so... That's the big game of uh, Did you see the guy the guy telling um I think it was Tyler Adams off. Um because he he, first of all you 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 pronounce my countries wrong. It's Iran, not Iran. (laughs) Have you seen this? No. Like official press conference. And yeah, he's like, You you Americans, you say our country wrong. Please correct this. I said that (laughs) Iran exactly. are looking to um, kick out one USA kicked out because they amended a picture of their flag. Yeah, they took it to, to, to the yeah. So, really? Yeah. It's so a Twitter think, account. That's not nothing. Nothing. No, to, exactly. It's nothing to no, do with it. Yeah, none of them. Yeah. There there's not a single American like official that's dealing with the Twitter account. Oh dear. Pathetic, isn't it? It is very, very pathetic. I'll be honest with you. I, I am interested in how will you decide. Kingo, which which game to put on the TV and which to have on the laptop? Because I ask this because I I would inevitably only end up really what paying attention to the TV because it's bigger. Yeah, yeah, I would. I think big shiny thing rather than smaller shiny thing. Yeah, so I take, take my it, attention because you're right. Those first two games, the Group A games, very like Netherlands Qatar, right? You Qatar expect, already out. Yeah, you expect yeah. the Netherlands to basically walk through that fairly comfortably. So is it really worth watching? Because Let's be yeah, honest. That's going yeah. on the laptop so that I can focus on the other game. Yeah. But if there's a goal, I can see it quickly. Yeah, okay. That that's fine. And then uh Wales, England, Iran, USA. Yeah. Um, Tomorrow's easy decision. Wednesday I've got I've got decisions to make about what I'm having on the telly and what I'm having on the laptop. But yeah, tomorrow's p- picked for me, I think. Yeah, well, as an Englishman, I'd hope so, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh yeah. Um Wales, England then. Let's have a very quick gander at that. Are we? He's are you got... nervous? Are you worried? No, I think it would take a big, a big shift in kind of goals and stuff like that for us not to get through. I think it's probably going to be vital for us if we want to get further than kind of the next round for us to win the group. Mm-hmm. And I think the way Wales have played in both their opening two games. They shouldn't be anything to worry about, no. but then we said the same against the USA. We probably should have. Yeah, I think mm. we need to. I think we need to start well. I think if if we start with a bit of urgency, similar to how we did against um, Iran, then I think we'll be in a, in a better position. And I think they'll struggle to deal yeah. with us. But apparently, Carl Walker's coming in tomorrow. The rumour is they might be playing a, a back three. Ooh. Yeah, see, that seems. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, you can't really go off what happened in the USA game. Um, he's got to start Foden, Roy. He's, I don't, with the amount of pressure he's had 
Or does he just be a dick and be like, oh, I'm choosing the yeah, team I and I'm not going to start him? I don't know. Yeah, he's a bit, he is a bit of a stubborn ass, isn't he? Yeah. He's really annoying. I mean, I want Foden to play as much as any of you guys do and as much as the rest of the country does, I think. But at the same time, I, I just want us to win. Yeah. And I'd like it to win with a good performance. I think that's what we... Mm. It feels like the USA game really took the momentum away from us. You, we were, After the Iran game, everyone was like, we, we could actually have got a chance here. You then go to the USA game where we play horrendously. Everyone's like, oh, well, we've got no chance. So I think if we can really go out, have a dominant display and, and score a few goals against Wales, I think that then takes that momentum into the knockout stage. And that's when you can then start building on it. Um, so I think it's important that we have a really good game. I don't. I think if we come away from that game and we win one one nil or or we or it's a nil nil draw or whatever it is, I, I don't think you then look at the knockout stage and go probably probably not going to get any further than, yeah. than what we all expect. So I think I think the, the for me is the fact that what I want to see is more impetus. It felt like against the USA that we basically just we we never wanted to press we never wanted to try and win the ball back until essentially they got into our yeah you know six yard box it, it was almost like. like we were playing for the draw yeah that's what I, it felt like and it does feel like a bit like i mean, I mean you go back to the the scotland game in the euros right that we all forgot about apart from the, or every scottish person <laughs> in the world right but basically that that game was was terrible and we you know i certainly came out of that feeling really like oh god I really don't like the fact that essentially, as much as they didn't win, obviously, Scotland have bragging rights now mm-hmm. because, you know, we should have hammered them. Yeah. Um, so I came out of that feeling, you know, down in the dumps and really not not fancying our chances for the rest of the tournament because, let's face it, if you can't beat Scotland, you, you shouldn't be good enough to go on and win anything. Um, yes, I hate Scotland and Wales. Uh, Northern Ireland are okay, uh, but um, <laughs> with with these kind of no games, threat, though, isn't it? That, that's why Northern Ireland are okay. <laughs> no, no careful, threat. careful. Um, yeah, no, I think it's very much um, one of those where you sort of look at it and you go, "This is this is a derby game." If you were going to put it into club football, then 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 you would be expecting fireworks off the pitch pre and post match it could get tasty i mean i the the thing is wales will raise their game wales will be up for this more than any other game they've played so far and that's probably there's a part of me that thinks that's why they've been so shit because they've they've just been thinking england 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 but then that also probably means they're going to go at us which which means they probably won't sit back which Mm -hmm should then open up the game a little bit more and give us the opportunity to... But isn't that what the USA up. did, though? USA didn't sit back. They came at us. And the, no, and the but thing we that annoyed me was that we sat yeah, back and let them. Yeah, yeah. but I don't, we can't afford to sit back. Like I said, I, don't, mm. if, I think if we are runners-up in our group, then we play France, the, right? No, yeah. it's the Dutch first, isn't it? Oh, uh, right. yeah. Mm. But still, a real tough game. Whereas if we win our group, it, we've got a much easier chance to get through to the On paper. Yeah, on, on paper, paper. yeah. On paper. Uh, yeah, <laughs> arguably Ecuador or, or Senegal. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I'll be honest with you, lads. I, I will take because if you don't, if you remember after the uh, Scotland game, we had a jammy Czech Republic win, right? And mm-hmm. I, was, I was at that game. It wasn't very good. Um, and then we got to the final of that tournament. I, I'll take a scabby win tomorrow. And then if we, you know, scab four more wins after that, we've won the World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. 
Only so much, only so much scabbing that you can do. That I don't think you can scab four games in a row, right? Portugal scabbed themselves to a oh Euros. Yeah, they did. Portugal scabbed themselves through like what is it, seven games? Yeah, what did they drew the first three games and then won every game in extra time? Yeah, basically, basically didn't win a single game in in normal time at all, and and lifted the trophy. No, no one really talks about it. They just talk about the fact that they won the Euros. So yeah, I will, I will take that. All the yeah, all the time. I think we've got the potential to absolutely put Wales to the sword tomorrow. In fact, if I don't see Bale crying tomorrow, I think I'm going to be. <laughs> it is what I want to see. I'll admit, I want to see cry. I mean, the uh, it, the scenes of seeing crying Welshmen on on the TV, um, you know, in the fan parks or wherever they were in in Cardiff, that was that was very good for me on on Friday. Did you see that. the 13 seconds of broadcasting hell that they've been referring to? <laughs> the guy is interviewing Wales fans as they're leaving, and he's like, "Can you can you talk about the win?" And the guy's like, "We lost." We lost. <laughs> <laughs> and then he asks another guy, and he's like, "Shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do like it when they do that. Uh, I I just want us to win so that we win the group because the cobblers kick off at three o'clock on Saturday, and I'm going to that. <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> uh, that's 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 exactly what I want to happen because I, I will literally be like on my phone at the cobblers watching two games at once, and as, as I know how many I know that there are going to be many many people listening to this and going all oh, club over country, but the World Cup only comes around once every four years, and occasionally we have some idiot like Steve McLaren or Roy Hodgson in charge, and we don't even get to go. So. Um, it takes precedence. I'm sorry. I'll still. Yeah, I, I still. Yeah, I'm. I'm a country over club guy personally. Mm. Uh, you know, I've, I mean, it's easy for me to say. I've seen United win literally every trophy I can. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take England winning the World Cup over anything. Money like absolutely, absolutely. Uh, right, post bag. Neil has sent me some stuff that I think you might enjoy. Um, so we've got this first one. Uh, it says good afternoon. It's very formal, this one, by the way. Good afternoon. My name is Mr. David Tamani. I work as operations director at the bank, and I have something to discuss with you. Regards, <laughs> Mr. David. Uh, enjoyed that one. <laughs> I like I like just the bank. Yeah, yeah. Just no, 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 no bank in particular, just a bank. I also yeah. want to point out that there was no link to click on, so clearly <laughs> not fishing. <laughs> Not no, a scam, not a scam. No. Somebody just wrote that out and sent it yeah. to us. I loved it. Uh, enjoyed it. Uh, footballpod to me at gmail.com, by the way, if you want to send us your uh, your 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 invitations to chats at the bank. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, I've got this one from uh, Roz. Roz Spokes is a, is a wonderful person. She is a patron to It's All Cobblers to Me. So um, she says, hello, Neil and co. Sorry, Roz, you've got me. Uh, on Friday night, I was working until 9.15, so I had to try and get through the evening without seeing anything about the England versus USA game. So I could watch the recording when I got home. Do you know what? I wish I hadn't watched it as well, Ross. Yeah, well, as a carer, <laughs> as a carer who visits the elderly in their homes, I knew it could prove difficult. All went well until my last visit of the night, when, as soon as I walked in, I could hear that the football was on. It was obvious that she wasn't interested in it, so I managed to turn over to something else without seeing or hearing anything to give the game away. I was on the home run, made it home, recording on, watched first half, yawn. Fast forward through half time, second half started, I woke up at half past 12. So I have a question for you. 
Did I miss anything? No. Keep up the good work. I'm enjoying starting my day listening to the pod, Roz. Yeah, you yeah. definitely didn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I was in your situation and I'd done exactly the same because, yeah, that <laughs> well, ruined, ruined my weekend. You, you did miss one thing and that's a lot of frustration. 90 minutes of frustrating bullshit. <laughs> Gareth Southgate bullshit. Um yeah, you missed uh, probably about 20 minutes, 30 minutes of, of inevitably going, well, why aren't you putting Foden on? Um, yep. and yeah, that, those are the kind of things you missed rather than anything good. I enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, on the Twitter, which is at uh, Euro2020 to me, by the way, if you want to go and follow us there. Um, had some had a few things over the weekend, most notable, noticeable, sorry, uh, from Dan Townsend. Who asks, and I, th- I think, guys, you, you really do need to answer this. Um, he says, did I miss the stat off, or did you lads just forget? P.S. I said before the tournament in a foul mood that England would win against Iran, draw to the USA, and lose to Wales. I'm now scared I've jinxed it. Oh, dear. That's I'm never a good I, I, was, yeah. I was absolutely fine about tomorrow, and now I'm, now I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to do the stat off. It just, there was other things that took precedent. So, no no um, stat off, yeah. then. Well, I'm sure we'll try and fill it in before the end end of the World Cup. Yeah, Good. maybe we'll come up with different stats because maybe yeah. some of the stats that I came up with might have been, you know, changed now. Um, <laughs> and anything in particular, Wes? Uh, no, no, yeah, no. Um, my one of the stats. Oh, I might as well tell you now. I um, one of my stats was that there's only been one recorded game where a team didn't have a shot on or off target. So no shots at all. Mm. And it was Costa Rica in 1966. They, they did it again against Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, brilliant. Somebody needs to check the betting odds on that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's definitely the type of thing that could be fixed. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy that. Right, boys, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed that. What a, what a great 50 minutes of conversation about the World Cup. It's been a pleasure having you, mate. Yeah, it's a change to... Uh... Well, you know, not talk about fingering, I suppose. Well, you know what? Yeah. Ne- nearly, nearly fifty minutes we had yeah. there. Yeah, we got to fit it in every yeah. single one. Every single. Yep. Yeah, every <laughs> single finger. Yeah, every single one. Brilliant. And Neil wonders why listener figures are declining. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, Neil will be back with you boys tomorrow. Um, because I'm at the pub tomorrow night, so there's absolutely no way that I'm going to be able to be sober enough to watch this game, uh, to come back uh, from watching the game, rather, and, and record a podcast with you boys. Um, as interesting or as fun as that might sound, um, <laughs> I probably won't have any voice left either because I will yeah. definitely be shouting at Rob Page and calling him a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully the boys will see you back tomorrow. Enjoy and come on, England.